Dimelang Avusheni and hello hi I'm Zanzi. Nolutando Ngakani here and welcome back to the Health from Zanzi podcast. I'm here to walk through your health journey with you as you seek answers to those scary questions you are too afraid to ask about in public. I've got you through all those uncertainties, achy bones and your heart's woes. Happy February, Mzanzi. V-Day is around the corner and we're kicking off a two-part Valentine's special on all your most sinfully sexy sex issues with top Gebecha doc, Dr. Mtembeni Dibelele. Dr. Dibelele is a general practitioner with more than 20 years of experience in family medicine. He's also a certified life coach and leadership facilitator. His practice also caters for general men and women's health issues health education and awareness. This week, he answers some questions from readers and listeners from across Mzanzi. The first question, which reads as follows. I'm a 31-year-old woman who has never had sex. I had some health issues in my university years, so I feel like I missed the time when many of my peers were having sex for the first time. I have friends and I would say an average social life, but I don't date much and haven't been interested in anyone romantically for a long time. I would like to find a partner, but the more time passes, the more concerned I am that admitting to any prospective partner my level of inexperience sexually would be embarrassing. If I do start seeing someone, is it okay not to tell them the truth or embellish a little? That's a nice uh, scenario for the 31-year-old. Firstly, I would congratulate someone who goes to that age without actually having sex because it means when sexual debut happens, it means they are mentally collected, mentally mature, and ready for what they are going to engage in. Even though 31, you would think is a bit late, especially if it's someone who's got intention of having kids and whatever, you won't like to wait that long. But circumstances and preferences, it's not very late, but depending on what the intention is. But back to what she's asking, honesty is very important. People find it difficult to tell all, especially on first date, because people can judge you, ill-treat you, or run away based on the information that you actually give. Make be negative or not very receptive or think that you are lying. If you say you have not had sex at age 31, it will be very difficult for them to trust. But there are people who have actually been celibate up until that age. So firstly, you would have to convince this guy that this is true. You have not had sex, you are age 31. Then secondly, I don't think you've got to burden yourself by adding some aromat and spices. That is embellishing. Don't. Because if you do that, the expectations on the other side will be high. People don't like people with legal knowledge or lack of experience and so on, especially if this partner of yours or this potential partner is sexually advanced or sexual experienced. The expectations may be high and the bar will be raised high. And then you are likely to fail or not meet expectations, especially if you have lied. Just be honest with him or her that you have not had sex. This will be your first time you've been scared or you've been preserving yourself. Then this person will know immediately right from the start that it's got a duty to empower you. It's got a duty to earn your confidence. And it's got a duty to make sure that you are ready for this first time experience. Because mentally, you need to be ready and then your body will respond to your brain. Otherwise, some people will find that they go for dry sex or they find it difficult to wet themselves because 
There's anxiety, there's fear. Once those things and the body is not relaxed, it's even easy for the VJJ to, to contract and not give space for penetration. And you're not going to enjoy the whole thing. It's going to be pain and misery because you've not been honest. So it's better to be honest. The more you start on that note with this new person or the first time, this is the first time you're going to be dating, the better you are able to tell, is this the right person to start with? Starting from the comments that we're going to get back, was, I mean, if you meet a traditional, you say, oh, first time, why are you lying and whatever? No, I don't like first time. So you just get the sense, the attitude of this person. And also, it is an opportunity to start introducing topics like HIV testing. Have you ever tested for HIV? Because there are people who have never had sex, and then the first time they have sex, they sleep with the wrong person. So if you don't engage and then you lie, a person might say, no, I'm already positive. Maybe she's also positive also, so we might as well gamble. So there are a lot of things that we can unpack by being honest and actually not raising expected duty to also coach you and be patient with you. There will be an element of into you may go in and out into what you're going to do and you may not be resting. So you need someone who's going to be understanding, someone who's going to be comforting, someone who's not going to be physical. You need a, a lot of intimacy. We need a lot of preparation for what is going to happen. Like I said, it's difficult to be wet and ready if your brain is full of fear and anxiety. So be honest, be frank, and put all the facts on the table. And also, it would be nice to even dive deeper into why have you delayed your sexual debut? What were your fears? You could have feared to fall pregnant. You could have feared to contract STIs. You could have been fearing HIV and so on. So all those things, it's an opportunity not to rush into sex, but to make sure that you tape yourself, you come naked in terms of who you are, what is your belief system, what are your norms, what are your values, maybe it's your background, you grew up as a Christian, or you had doubts about your sexuality and so on. All those things are important. Even the delay, why have you delayed? It's, it's a nice thing to do, but there could be reasons that are worth entertaining with a new partner so that your relationship is not as bumpy as someone who actually introduces lies right from the start. Once you start lying now, it means you're going to lie even when you fall pregnant and even with other things. People are finding it difficult to disclose HIV. So I imagine if you find it difficult to say, no, I haven't had sex, how much more if you've got something that is bigger? People don't sort of think of how much weight trust has in in the whole sexual experience also. Like, I feel like trust is a big factor. Like, if, if you trust someone, obviously you're going to feel comfortable and it's going to be a more enjoyable experience at the end of the day. Definitely. Just look at it the opposite way. If you lose somebody's trust or if you dent somebody's trust, let's say you cheated or did something, it's very difficult to build trust. So if you start off with transparency, transparency is like you're giving the person a window to your life, to who you are and so on. That is a building block. That is a foundation towards trust. Was this a stranger to you? You are also a stranger to him or her. And then once you start coming clean and so on, then those are the fine building blocks of trust. It starts with you. You cannot expect someone to, 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 to trust you if you are not producing things that are worth trusting. So it begins with you. Then you're going to get what you give is what you get. And what you get is what you give. Relationship is a two-way process. It's not a one-way process anymore. That's not your shame. And then our next question, Doc, is, is it wrong for me to get turned on by occasionally being used for my body by my husband? There have been occasions where I've been woken up by him groping me once masturbating, thinking that I'm still asleep. Now, people have some kinks out there. That's a shocker. It's not far from reality. 
what I did when I saw that question was to put myself in the shoes of the person who actually sees this film that is happening. You wake up, someone is masturbating next to you. One thing that would come to my mind is it would make me feel guilty and it would make me feel inadequate. It would make me feel maybe there's a place that I'm not taking this person to. So he's doing it himself. Before I approach it as a doctor, I would ask him, I'm not comfortable with what I'm doing. Is there any reason for you to do that? Am I not satisfying you? Is there anything that I'm not reaching? Am I not touching you the right way? Or are you finding it difficult to reach orgasm if I do it myself? Because that is self-service. For someone to, to continue to do self-service, whereas they've got a partner without consent, I mean, consent or without discussing with the other person, there's a sign of discontentment and it's worth digging into it. And then many a times, this could be a sign that this person has been masturbating for too long and is addicted to masturbation. So whether you are present or absent, this is someone who is actually hooked into a habit. It's got nothing to do with you or your inadequacies. Or it's difficult for women to reach orgasm. That's a fact. Internationally, significant percentage of women, more than 40%, it's very difficult for them to reach orgasm. If I would find a woman doing that, then it would say to me, maybe it's time to learn. It is a chance to ask her, can you unpack yourself? What is it that I should do to make sure that you don't repeat the same thing? Teach me what you are doing so that I do it your own way because you are doing this on me. So it's me who's supposed to give you the response and get satisfied and so on. If I'm not doing correctly or I'm not doing it to your enjoyment, then it's a chance for us to discuss. It's not a call for alarm. It's not a disaster. But the fact that you have found it or you've seen it happening, it's a chance not to attack the situation, but to say, oh, after you've come, of course, and then they put it. I think there's a place that I need to reach. Please help me. I need to know you. I need to do what you're doing to yourself by myself then I'll, I'll be satisfied that I'm your partner. Now I'm feeling as if I'm not doing enough for Hence, there are people living immediately after intercourse, they go to the bathroom. They continue masturbating in the bathroom. They have not traced orgasm, but they find it difficult to discuss. So the most important thing here is not about your body. Your body has not done anything. Don't feel offended. Don't feel bad. It's about the other person. It's not about you. If a person is enjoying enough by looking at your body, is getting excited and horny, then they should actually wake you up and start discussing or start an act of intimacy or foreplay and so on and navigate the way towards sharing a bed. Once they are doing it on themselves, by themselves, in your presence, then it's a sign that either there's a conflict in terms of sexuality. Because you could be sleeping next to a female and yet you are sexually not attracted to a female. That is issues of sexual orientation. So there are people maybe who have not well-defined categories of where they belong. Maybe this guy feels, no, I better touch myself or I'm thinking about somebody else. The person next to me is not turning me on. So the moment that comes to their mind, then they start acting on themselves and then they masturbate and then they come. So there are various reasons. So by opening a discussion, you could be giving an opportunity. Talk to me. There's a chance to actually discuss your sexuality discuss your preferences, discuss what makes you come, what makes you come. And then also by doing that, it's also a chance to also unpack yourself at the same time. Because 
So it could be inadequate for each other not to, or you are a misfit. We are incompatible, but you find it difficult to communicate. Communication is very, very important. That is why we are not animals, we are human beings. That the element of intimacy is central. You talk to each other, communication is an integral part. The sense of touch, the skin is the biggest organ that people should utilize because sensation is there. And what you give is what you get, two ways. If someone likes touching your ear, then do the same thing, touch their ear and ask them their preferences. You've got erogenous zones. So intimacy is key. Once you find this, then it's a symptom. This is a symptom of something that is happening. So go beyond the symptom. Try to find out the cause. This is an opportunity not to attack the person who's using your body to, to, to masturbate, but it's a chance to discuss where is the shortfall. And then we start dealing with the shortfall together. And then it's also a chance for you to actually unpack your own issues that you might have find difficult to unpack. I don't think there's anything wrong with being sexually incompatible. Obviously, like you said, you know, it's all about communicating. But then mm. do you also then give up like when you guys are just not aligning sexually? Like you're just But some people can compromise themselves. <laughs> uh, you find that you are not compatible, you are but it's like you are cornered. You are mm. in a cage. You stay in this thing and yet you are not there. There are people like that. You in your space, I'm sure you can communicate. You can no, 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 but it's not gonna work. Or sissy, I long, I go chemistry. But some people they think this can be offensive, and whatever, and so on. And then they end up containing and compromising themselves for how long? Wow. It means in a relationship, you are suffering emotionally, romantically, and everything. There's nothing to enjoy. You are just compromising yourself all the way. Mm-hmm. And then the chances of coming there or reaching orgasm are even getting thinner and thinner. You're not there. Obviously, you're going to feel some kind of way. You're not going to like that person most anymore. You'll feel disdain or like you'll just... Ugh. There is a chance that if the reasons given for why this guy was masturbating next to you, there are something that you can deal with or you can handle or you can assist him. There's a chance that the relationship can be saved. But if there's conflict of sexuality or things that are beyond you, then it's a discovery, then you will excuse yourself. You'll say, no, then it means we were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Let's not cheat each other. Let us not do the dress. Sexuality is a deep subject. And most people, especially from the past, they have actually been found in awkward positions. What is happening now? They have not voluntarily disclosed that, no, I'm not interested in women. I'm addicted to masturbation and so on. They have been found through some kind of action or surprises. And then it's a chance for them for intervention or for them to come out. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Health from Zanzi podcast, Dr. Timbeni. Now, if you are looking for more on our conversation on sexual intimacy, visit healthformzanzi.co.za. Now, dear friends, remember, if you are in a medical bind or just looking for a shoulder to cry on, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za. Alternatively, you can hit us up on WhatsApp on 063-633-0628. I would never blue tick you, babes. Now, trust is an important quality in healthy sex. It helps us feel emotionally safe and secure without choosing to remain in an intimate relationship with our partner. Without trust, we are likely to feel growing amounts of anxiety, fear, disappointment, and betrayal. Join us next week for part two, where we unpack sexuality, masturbation, 
and how to speak up in the sack. That brings us to the end of episode 79 of the Health from Zanzi podcast. From me, Lulu Nakani. have a great week and remember to show your girl some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.